Romans chapter number 12 and verse number 11 is our focus this morning. We'll begin reading in verse number 9, let love be without dissimulation, which we knew that was like without hypocrisy. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So we're to be diligent. That beginning of that verse 11 is talking to us about being diligent, about being fervent um, in spirit, serving the Lord. This is, this is the focus this morning. Is we, we began two weeks ago on not being slothful, but being fervent. And this morning we want to talk a little bit about serving the Lord. Let's go once again to the Lord in prayer. Um, Cohen, would you pray for me? I know you're, I, he's got a big grin on his face. And, and that, that was, here, here's the thing. I, I, I think, you know, when I was younger, I'm not saying this is where you are, Cohen, but when I was younger, I worried too much about what people thought about what I was saying. Um, and that was, that was really the thing that there was a hindrance to me whenever I would tell you that I would hide behind, you know, my dad when it came time for someone to be called upon to pray. Um, but, um, you know, we're, we're coming before the Lord and we're speaking unto him and everything else. I remember seeing, a, and this is kind of way off topic in a sense, but I remember seeing a, a, a film about a guy that played golf and when he would get up there to address the ball to hit it, everything else faded, you know, into the background, and, and it wasn't even there. Um, and that's that's in a sense. I mean, what we're, I mean, everybody doesn't fade away because there are needs within the congregation, and um, you know, we pray about those things too. But but what we're seeking for right now is that the Lord would speak to us. The Lord would help me to speak, and the Lord would help us to hear and help us to do. Uh, so that's what we're asking for. So we're we're praying with you, Cohen. Um, you're not alone. Um, but uh, we're asking the Lord to meet with us. So would you pray for us? Yes. Yes. Mm. Amen. You may be seated. So, like I said, last time that we spoke, uh, which was two weeks ago, upon Romans 12, it was upon being, not being slothful, but being fervent in spirit. And we didn't really have the time to complete that verse and, 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 and get into serving the Lord. But, I mean, just think about it from this aspect. Isn't it amazing that we even can serve the Lord? Isn't it incredible that we even, that God would receive our service? Uh, that God would be pleased that, that we would serve Him, um, that we're even capable of doing so in any capacity is solely by His grace. On one hand, we could say, what does the Lord need? Why does the Lord need us? Um, 
Psalm 50 verse 12 says, If I were hungry, God speaking, saying, If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Um, you know, he wouldn't need us. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Uh, he wouldn't need us in that regard. First Chronicles 29 verse 11 says, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. It's all his. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from thee, or of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might. And in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. But who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly? I mean, what we're offering, he's given to us, right? Uh, So we're just giving back what he's already given to us. For all things come of thee. And of thine, that's what the psalmist says, or not, I'm sorry, rather the, the writer in the, in the Chronicles says, and of thine own have we given thee. Of, thy, of thine own have we given thee. We're giving back to God what he's given unto us. Acts 17 verse 24 says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything seeing he giveth life to all and breath and all things. But God's chosen. God's chosen through an earthen vessel to make known his glory. God's chosen through an earthen vessel to serve the needs of the church and those in it and to use these gifts that he's given amongst one another, all, again, you know, to his glory. God's chosen to use Men like Noah, men like Abraham, you know, men like Moses, and women too. You think about Ruth, you think about Esther, um, you, you think about who was first to the tomb, you know. Um, they were all gathered together, but, but, but here's, you know, Mary first, you know, to the tomb. Um, so we, we see God's chosen to use, God's chosen to make himself known to us, but to make himself known unto others through us. God's chosen to, to do that. Um, Hebrews 12 verse 28 says, Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God, Here's this idea of serving, that we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Now, we think about our God being a consuming fire. We think about it typically in sense of judgment. I mean, rain down fire and brimstone upon Sodom and Gomorrah. He's, He's going to one day fold up the heavens as a garment, and 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 he's going to purge all things with fire. Uh, the heavens are going to be consumed and things are going to melt with fervent heat. But at the same time, if we think about it in another aspect, we being given this task of serving the Lord and being ambassadors of Christ and being salt and being light, 
Lord, consume me. Consume me with thyself. Consume me with thy word. You know, consume me with prayer. You know, consume me with love for you that I may love you with all my heart, all my soul, you know, all my mind, all my strength, that I may love my neighbor as myself, that I may love the church. Um, you know, consume me in that sense, you know, we could say. You know, we often look at it in a negative aspect, but what about a positive aspect? Um, as a consuming, refining fire, we might say. You know, consuming the dross, refining, you know, the gold. We could look at it in that respect as well. Uh, that we not be shaken, that we not be moved, um, that we not be afraid of men's faces, that we might speak boldly. Uh, do, is there any of us here that do not need that grace? I don't think so. I mean, Paul's in prison and, and saying, pray for me that I might have boldness to speak as I ought to speak. Um, so we, we need that. You know, those things I was saying, you know, about myself and, and, and to Cohen. I mean, this is a reality um, that we all face. We have this, the devil would love to slide that fear right in there that would keep us from saying things to people that, that we otherwise, you know, if we had the boldness that we desire to have, that we would say. Um, to speak as we ought to speak. Um, so think about places like, First Thessalonians 4, 1, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk. How are we walking? We're serving the Lord. That you received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Lord, let me abound more and more in this work of serving you. Let me abound more and more in this work of loving the church and, and, and loving you and being bold to speak and, 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 and being faithful to continue in prayer and to be instant in prayer and to pray without ceasing and, and to do whatever it is that you would have me to do. Help me to be sensitive. Dad was telling me this week about going to um, a, a lumber yard, which we do frequently because of what we do. And he saw a person and, and they were like, you know, homeless sort of thing, ask, asking for help. Um, and he said, the Lord just smote his heart and said, you know, go back and help that person. He was like, whatever I have in my wallet, you know, I'm, I'm going to help him. And so he goes back and they were gone. And, you know, we could easily just drive away, right? It, it drove, had driven past them. The Lord says, go back, help that person. And we go back and they're gone. And so it worried me a little bit and I, when he told me about this because things that happen nowadays. But, you know, if the Lord's spoken to you and told you to do something, you know, then, you know, what should we fear? You know, so he's, he, he looks around and he sees a place that looks like people have been living. It follows this little trail. And I'm thinking, oh, no, <laughs> uh, what might happen here, you know? And he goes back there and, 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 and isn't able to find them. Um, but, you know, he followed the thing the Lord had impressed upon his heart to do. Um, you know, so, you know, help me to be sensitive, Lord, to those things. Help me to be sensitive to hear your voice when you speak and say, do this. Because we all know what it's like, don't we? We're talking about serving the Lord, right? We all know what it's like for the Lord to impress something upon us, and we don't do it. And how it just hangs there with us all day long. It's just this cloud over the top of us. And we might not get that opportunity in that specific circumstance to go back and correct you know that that thing but we all know what it's like 
You know, and, and, and maybe there was a component there that, that, that caused us to not want to do it, whatever that might be. Uh, but we know how, we, how much better we would have felt to push through that, whatever it was, to be diligent, not to be slothful, but to push through whatever that was, how much better we would have felt, regardless of what it may have cost us, how much better we would have felt to obey the Lord than to have walked away from that situation and that thing hang with us, like we said, the rest of the day. So it's not that we don't have a motivating source for serving the Lord. I mean, we have the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. Um, we, we, we have this love that we love him because he first loved us, and we desire to do these things. If we, if we love him, Scripture says, we'll keep his commandments. You know? So we, we have this, this love that abounds within us, the love of Christ. 2 Corinthians you know, 5.14 says the love of Christ constrains us. You know, why is it that we feel bad that we didn't do that thing? You know, because the love of Christ constrains us. You know, I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. I belong to him. He can do with me whatever he pleases. And, and I desire to be that willing servant. Um, I mean, none of us wants to be in that position that we saw Peter, you know, in at the, at the end of, of uh, the Gospel of John where he's being told, you know, you're going to be bound and taken where you don't want to go and, and, and you're, you're going to be crucified. You know, none of us wants to think about having to, 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 to endure something like that on one hand, but on the other hand, not my will, but thine. You know, whatever you choose to do, Lord, is right. Whatever you choose to do, Lord, is best. And so I'm going to trust, you know, in you. Um, I'll, I'll mention again our Lord's words in Matthew 25, 40, where the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Who are we serving? The Lord. You know, so I've done these things for these other people, and yet in doing them, I'm serving the Lord. Inasmuch as you've done these unto the least. I know Brother Barney, y'all remember Brother Barney and Sister Sharon were here, and uh, they got up here and they sang. Uh, Brother Barney wrote a letter to a pastor friend of ours once that held that conference that we've talked about so often, um, and he, he signed off as, as, as from one of your lesser brethren. And Brother Conrad shot back real quick, and he said, I do not have any lesser brethren. <laughs> um, but as much as you do it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. So does that not speak of the service that we are to bear um, unto our Lord in its capacity amongst one another, uh, in its capacity in prayer, in its capacity in, in, in our, our reading, our studying, our meditating to know, to be ready to give an answer to others in, in whatever, whatever way. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how debilitated y'all were this past week. I know you were sick, and, and, and I heard Cohen was caring for you. You know, if that service to the Lord... You know, I'm, I'm doing this as unto him, you know, um, when, when you girls get up here and play the piano, I'm doing this as unto him. I, I told you about how that I was given the task when I was younger of mowing the church grounds. Uh, now that task is as long as Andrew's in the house and he's thinking, I want to move out. <laughs> that task has fallen, you know, to Andrew. He does that most of the time. Um, and it's a bumpy ride, isn't it, Andrew? There's a lot of 
crawfish, crawdad holes out there, and it's just like boom, boom. You know, and used to, we had the lawnmower with the steering wheel, you know, and it's a little bit longer wheelbase, and it wasn't so much. Now it's the zero-turn thing, and it's just like boom, 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 all the way around. But I would do that, and the Lord impressed upon me, you're doing this not unto men. You're doing this as unto me. You know, you're doing this as unto me. This, this is service unto me. That's the way you need to be thinking about this. You know, you're talking about that, Sister Shelby, about how that when you were younger, you thought a certain way about a thing, and then when you got older, you, know, you thought about it a better way. You, know, you understood it more. Um, and so you know, the Lord showed that. You know, if, if I was doing this, what I'm doing right now for me, I would have given up a long time ago. You know? But I'm doing this as unto the Lord. You're, you're here this morning, you know, people are driving by thinking, what a waste of time. Why these people, they wasted their Sunday, you know. They could be doing something else. They've got to go to work tomorrow. Well, some of us do. You don't have to. But, but uh, we're doing this as unto the Lord. We come to worship Him. Um, we've come to hear from Him. We, we want the Lord to speak to us um, because we desire to serve Him, to honor Him, to obey Him. Um, so using whatever gift whatever we are able to do that God's given us to do whatever he presses upon us like we said helping the body in any way that we you know can uh, we're serving the Lord praying for one another serving the Lord um, seeking you know Lord strengthen brother Wiseman he's in his 80s you know he's caring for his wife you know who's who's he's having to help physically help to be able to do things you know and so so help him, you know. Uh, I, I know there's nurses, you know, that come in. They provide those sorts of things. Um, but, and, and even when I called him last, uh, I was asking him about meals because I, I, I know what that's like, even as a young person caring for a spouse that's sick, uh, the one who does the cooking most of the time. I mean, if she doesn't cook, we don't eat well. <laughs> we eat really bad, you know. Um, but having to, to do that part, not just for her because she's sick, but to do that part for the kids that we had at the time, uh, plus the emotional strain of, of her being sick, um, and at that time not knowing whether she was going to survive you know, the sickness, you know, that preparing a meal can become a very difficult, it's a simple thing you know, in some respects, although my, my cookbook is not as big as hers, you know, it's there's just a few things, and usually when she's sick, you know what I'm doing, Donnie? I'm, I'm going into the grocery store looking at things that are microwavable in the freezer section. You know, it's not scratch, you know. Or I may, you know, get on my phone and be to go order from, you know, some place, you know, it's easy uh, to do, but, but I know that he needs strength. I know he needs encouragement. Uh, but he was told, when I asked him about food, you know, they said, well, you know, the, the, the insurance company said they were going to send, like, 14 meals. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they are able to do that. He has that available to him. But how much more does it mean when it comes from the church? You know, how much more does it mean? probably tastes better, too. I know Sister Louise used to tell us the Meals on Wheels thing. She was glad for it at times, but she said it has no taste whatsoever. She said they don't salt anything, they don't season anything, it's all bland. I told her, I said, sister, I said, some people can't handle that kind of stuff. They, you've got to season it yourself, you know. They can't, they can't salt everything up, and the person with blood pressure problems, you know, then they, they've got issues, you know, uh, or, or whatever else it may be, something messed with their medication, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but she says, Teresa's food tastes a whole lot better. So, you know, we tried to take her what we could, um, when we could, but, uh, you know, it, it means more. 
you know, the, the meals on wheel person comes and knocks on the door and hands a plate to him. Probably not praying for him, you know. Probably not giving them any sort of an encouragement word. There may, the Lord may have a, one of his servants doing that, you know. I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, how much more does it mean whenever we pick up the phone and call one another and say, hey, or send a text to one another and say, hey, um, you know, just want to let you know I'm praying for you. When we do that, what are we doing? We're serving the Lord. We're serving the Lord's what we're doing. He's called us unto that sort of a work. If we're, if we're washing dishes back here, we're doing it in service you know, to the Lord. We're serving. You've cooked, you ladies have cooked meals and, and brought that. What are you doing? You're serving the Lord. I know you're serving us, but you're serving the Lord. Uh, we're doing it as unto him. Um, so, like we said, praying for one another, speaking with one another, uplifting, encouraging anywhere that we can, supporting one another any way that we can. We're doing this as unto the Lord. We're serving the Lord. We know we're not saved by those things, but we do them because we have been saved. We do them because the Lord has done a work within us. You know, we do them. We desire to do those things. I've already mentioned 1 Corinthians 6.20, we're bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Um, one person says what God does with us, and this is, this, this is the man that I was, I was telling you about recently that um, died of pancreatic cancer. He was a pastor in, in Missouri, and he and his, his sons went out into the garage, and they, and they, they built, um, constructed his coffin, put on top of it, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Um, he said this, he said, what God does with us, someone just recently put this in my hands. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, as to my knowledge, he had not written a book, but it's, it's been done after his, his death. He had prepared these, these uh, devotional studies on the book of Romans for his kids. And it, his, his um, son-in-law gathered them together. And he asked him, he said, before he died, he said, can I, can I publish these? He said, this is good stuff. He said, uh, others have done better. You know, so it was kind of like, you know, John Bunyan with Pilgrim's Progress. He comes out of prison with it, and he had to be encouraged to have it printed. He's like, ah, you know, it's, it's not good enough to print, you know, but he had to be encouraged to do it. But um, it means more to me because I knew him, you know, I guess in one sense. But he said what God does with us is his business, not yours. He says hands off. Hands off your life. You know, it's his. It's not yours. Our times are in his hands. That's Psalm 31.15. He says, he's the potter, we're the clay. Hath not the potter, Romans 9.21, power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. He says, the bottom line is not my will, but yours be done. And if if we're going to serve the Lord... I mean, that's where we have to be, right? I mean, if we're truly going to serve the Lord, it's not my will, you know, but thine. I was going to give an illustration, and I thought maybe take too much time, but then I thought about the exhortation that I've been given this week about illustrations. So maybe I should give the illustration, you know. Um, I've mentioned this before. And so some of you are going to be there when I first say the name already, you're going to, the whole illustration. But some of you may have listened to uh, a message that was put together at one time 
Um, well, I guess more than, there's a testimony, I should say, not a message. But the testimony that was put together one time that was, it was called a, a, a man called Norman. You ever run across that in your experience? A man called Norman? Norman was a challenged person who lived across the street mentally. He was challenged. And so Norman wasn't the best housekeeper. Sister Shelby can appreciate this. You know, you do a lot of cleaning throughout the week. I mean, we do cleaning. You do another level of cleaning. There's no way I could have got that stuff off the faucet back there that you got off. That was incredible. But uh, you have to teach us some of your secrets. But um, Norman wasn't great at cleaning. And his yard was unkept. And so that's the first place that this pastor who lived across the street started. He's like, I could help Norman. I I could mow his yard. You know, subdivision, little yard, push mower, no big deal. So he started with mowing the yard. And the Lord just kept saying, okay, well, you've done the yard. Now do this for him. Now do this for him. And then he gets to the bathroom. And the pastor's like, Lord, not that. You know, not that. And the Lord says, yeah, that too. And so, you know, having, I mean, you can imagine if somebody just, if their mind just did not think in those terms how filthy something like a toilet could get, you know. Um, what was he doing? He was, he was serving the Lord. Um, you know, do we know who all is watching? You know, when we, when we do those things, I mean, Norman's watching, you know, and Norman's like, Okay, you want to do that? Sure. You know, it's not a big deal to me necessarily, but, but uh, did Norman even think twice about the fact that his toilet was clean instead of dirty? Uh, probably not. Um, but, but who in the neighborhood's watching? Um, you know, beyond that, I, I think about, and the, the girls asked me recently about, about devils, uh, about fallen angels, you know. Um, and I'm like, yeah, they're likely, uh, uh, they're, they're around, you know, they're observing well, guess what? In terms like this, we're showing forth the glory of God, and guess what? They hate it. They despise it. Um, there, there are realms outside of just people in the neighborhood that are watching, uh, or people are on. I mean, you think about people in their own household. Uh, the witness that that is. I mean, I would get in trouble. Like, you don't clean our toilet, but you'll clean Norman's toilet. You know, you know, I, that would <laughs> maybe be something that I, you know, I do clean our toilet sometimes. Not as much as Teresa cleans it, but I clean it. But um, there are people that are watching in our own household. You know, our kids. I mean, they see that service. They see that service, you know, unto the Lord. They're observing these things. Um, it's, it's, it's establishing groundwork in their lives even. You know, if they're believing children, it's establishing groundwork in their lives for their own service. They see us doing that. Um, so... You know, this is this is something that we're 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 testifying of the grace of God, you know, in in our lives. But but uh, back to what Brother Bob was saying, you know, not my will but yours, being the bottom line. You know, in, in this very book in Romans in chapter one, verse number one, Paul starts off as being titling himself as a bond slave, a servant of Christ. That's what he calls himself, a bond slave. It's a willing, a willing bond slave. That he is, but the word refers to a person whose very existence, a bond slave, a person whose very existence is to do his master's will. So this is us. Our very existence is to do the master's will. You know, he. You get in places like Acts twenty, 
in verse 24 where he's being told about things that are every place he goes Paul's being met with this is going to happen to you when you when you get there you know you're you're going to seal your testimony sort of thing with your death and Paul's like not my will but thine and he says it this way in Acts 20 24 he says but none of these things move me neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I may finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God he doesn't even count his life dear to himself how about Psalm 100 verse number two serve the Lord with gladness Serve the Lord with gladness. Well, we could take that and, and let's, let's, let's fast forward to Paul and Silas being in prison. They've, they've been arrested. They've been beaten. They've been thrown into prison. And what are they doing? They're, they're serving the Lord with gladness. They're singing. You, you imagine it's a dark place. It was a dark place, right? Because a light has to be brought to see if they've escaped at the end of that that narrative there. So this is, can you imagine a dark place, other prisoners, and you hear someone begin to sing praises unto God? That would be light in and of itself, wouldn't it? Even if there was not a natural light, even if there was not a physical light, that would be light unto itself. But in the end, you remember the earthquake that comes. As a result, the, 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 the cells are opened the Philippian jailer calls for a light to be brought. He, we're still here. Don't do any harm to yourself. And through the course of all that, the Philippian jailer and his household are saved. You know. So again, what might the Lord do in any of these things that we're called unto in serving him? What might the Lord do? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, in the end, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he says, I extol, I praise the God of heaven. He does as he pleases uh, in the armies of heaven among, amongst the inhabitants of the earth. Um, you know, how about Pharaoh? You know, here's Moses, all the things that Pharaoh saw. You know, he, but, but in the beginning, what is Pharaoh saying? We're talking about serving the Lord, right? Pharaoh says, who is, who is the Lord that I should serve him? You know, we see that um, in the narrative there with Moses and the exodus of uh, Israel out of Egypt. Uh, in the end, you know, it, it, in the beginning, so we have Pharaoh saying, who is the Lord that I should serve him? In the end, all of his people are saying, Egypt is being destroyed because of your pride and your arrogance and your refusal to let these people go. Let them go. You know, they begin to, to cry out and say, let these people go. In the beginning, Moses is saying, let my people go. In the end, they're saying, let them go. <laughs> you remember Joshua twenty four fifteen, and if it seem evil unto you or to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. We serve the living God who is overall working all things, the scripture says, after the counsel of his own will. God has, God has this path that we each individually, when we get back to you know, Peter and saying, what about John? And the Lord says, what does that matter? You follow me. You know, we've got this path the Lord's given us to trod. 
Um, you know, we've, we've got things from here until, you know, we draw our last breath the Lord's given for us to do. And in it all, we're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes, Anna and Lydia, they are all around. Ephesians 6, 12. Powers according to Romans 8, 35 through 39 that cannot separate us from the love of God. Don't be afraid of, afraid of men, God says. Fear me. Fear me. What, what can man do unto you but take your life? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? This is all in the service of the Lord, right? I mean, these people that suffered those things, all in the service of the Lord. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In service to him, we're serving the Lord. And you, you think about some of those things that we mentioned with Paul and Silas in prison at the, at, you know, in, in, in Philippi. And, and you think about Pharaoh and Moses. And you think about you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Nebuchadnezzar. Because you just go from chapter 4 to chapter 5. You know, chapter 4, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not going to bow down to your idols. You know, if, the, if the Lord chooses, he can deliver us you know, from your hand. And he will deliver us. We will be delivered you know, they might have been delivered through death, but they would be delivered, you know. But we're not going to worship the idols that you've set up. And then you get to chapter 5, and Nebuchadnezzar has gone through this whole experience, and he says, God's God. He does as he pleases. He, you know, he, he could see, Pharaoh could see God was God. You know, in all these things, we see places like Ephesians 3.10 where it says, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. The manifold wisdom of God. According to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Therefore, knowing this, Paul says, he goes on to pray, in verse number 14, he says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened. We're talking about service to the Lord. To be strengthened with might by his Spirit, in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and the lo- know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. We're making a declaration when we do these things. In service to the Lord, we're de- we're, I mean, the forces of evil and darkness are being put on notice. There are those who are dwelling in darkness that are seeing a light. Um, you know, there are those that are, that are being supported and encouraged um you know that we're serving the lord the lord's the lord's at work here he's here we're focused on this one thing the lord set before us to do and the lord's working in so many other places it's like that rock that you throw out there into a still pond and it makes that first kerplunk and there's these ripples you know that go out um and the lord's working 
in these things, the working, working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But he's, he's working around you also. He's, he's, he, he's being seen. He's being shown forth. He's being declared in our service unto him. So may the Lord our God be exalted in us, through us, by us. I think again about that passage in Second Chronicles 20.15 where God's saying unto Jehoshaphat, the battle is not yours, it's God's. The battle belongs unto him. In our service, the victory's already won. Um, a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine wrote a, a, for the, the size of the book of, and the content of Revelation, he wrote a small book. And, and it's the title of it's Victory in Jesus. Um, you know, but it's, the battle is not yours, it's God's. Uh, you think about Israel stepping forth on the battlefield when they knew, uh, think about David, he had been defeated and, and he asked God, shall we go up? And God says, when you hear a sound of rustling in the mulberry trees, go forth, I'm going to give you the victory. Uh, did, did, was, was David a warrior? Yes. Did, did David have the scripture speaks of mighty men? Yes. Could David and his mighty men be defeated? Yes. Who was going to give the victory? The battles, the Lord's. Battles, the Lord's. We were talking this week, um, I think it was Friday night, Ryan and I were talking about um, something that the Lord used when we were, we were preaching through a book, and, and um, I think it was in, I can't think what book that is in, um, where the, the ark is stolen and the Philistines have it and Dagon, um, what book were we in? Help me out, Donnie. <laughs> but you remember, Dagon falls before the ark um, and breaks, yeah, his hands are broken off, you know, exactly. Um, they thought they had a prize. Now, how in the world they could think that? We were talking about this. So here Israel thought they were going to go into battle, and they thought that the victory was going to be theirs because they possessed the ark. They didn't seek the Lord, but they had the ark. They thought they were going to win. And so the Philistines defeat them, but they knew of the power, as far as they were concerned, that was in the ark. So they thought, we'll take it for ourselves. We'll put it in our temple. You know, we'll worship it with all the other gods. And God says, no. And Dagon falls down before, you know, the ark. Uh, but how they thought they were going to win any battles, you know, with what they had seized from, you know, Israel and defeating them in battle, you know, with that, they were glad to get rid of it. Um, you know, <laughs> they put it on a, on a cart and, and shipped it back, you know, to Israel. Um, Colossians 3.23 says, Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Lord, you've put this before me. That was Colossians 3.23. You've put this before me. I'm doing this unto you. I'm serving the Lord. I'm serving you. I'm serving the Lord. When tempted to sin, when tempted to fear, when tempted to give in, when difficulties, troubles, and trials come, Here's our response. I'm serving the Lord. Get thee behind me, Satan. I'm serving the Lord. Um, so we are willing bond slaves of the best of masters um, by whom we have been bought, redeemed, and ransomed. We are not here to further our own interests, but that of God's kingdom. We're not here to build our own empires, but here to proclaim Christ. We're here to serve the Lord. God could have done everything without us, but he's been pleased 
to do these things and act through people like us. And guess what? You were born in this day. You were born in this age. You were born under this government and this time and with these problems. God's given you to serve him, to be what he's called you to be in the midst of a wicked, corrupt you know, generation. Um, listen to the plea of the early church in prayer in regards to some of that thought there. Acts 4.24, And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth and sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David hath said, Why did the heathen rage? Psalm 2. Why do the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever, not they wanted, but says for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And they go on to say, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings. So here's all these threatenings around them. Think about the disciples. The Lord's been crucified. You know, Peter's afraid, denied the Lord three times. The, the sheep were scattered, right? The shepherd was, was smitten, and the sheep were scattered at that point. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness, with all boldness, they may speak thy word. So, Lord, grant to us with all boldness that we may serve the Lord acceptably, with reverence and godly fear, that we may serve the Lord with gladness. I mean, maybe some difficult things have come upon us, like Paul and Silas. They've been beaten and thrown into prison. They're serving the Lord with gladness. Um, Lord, help us to serve with boldness, that we may speak your word, that we may proclaim the gospel that we may tell people, like in Psalm 2, I'm warning you what God's Word says. You had better kiss the Son, lest He be angry, and you perish in the way. Repent, or you're going to perish. Um, When His wrath is kindled, but a little. Psalm 116, verse 12 says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits towards me? What shall I render to the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. You know, here's John you know, talking about Peter and the Lord talking about Peter and, and him sealing his own testimony with his death. Oh, Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. What shall I render to the Lord for all of his benefits? I'll lift up the cup of salvation. You know, Lord, grant me grace that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Grant me grace that I may serve you acceptably. Grant me grace that I may serve you with gladness. Grant me grace that I might press into the kingdom of God. You know, Jonathan Edwards says, he, he quotes Matthew eleven twelve says, From the day, days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take by force. Take heaven by force. 
Edwards said that those who have come to Christ have been born again and given a spirit of zeal to pursue the things of God with a sense of urgency and with hunger and passion. That that's really fits in with not being slothful, but being diligent, right? Therefore, it is the duty of every Christian to press into the kingdom of God, making that the main business of life. The kingdom of God cannot be a secondary interest for a true Christian. We are called to be diligent and active in the things of God, serving the Lord. Let us pray as the early church, grant unto thy servants with all boldness, or that with all boldness, they may speak thy word in all that we say and do. Everybody serves something, right? Some people serve sin. Some people are of their father, the devil. And the Lord told them as much. Religious people. Um, but we, we serve something better than sin. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord help us in our service unto him. To serve him in a, in a manner that, that is acceptable. In a manner that is pleasing. In a manner that is glorifying. In a manner that is honoring. So that whether we eat or we drink or whatsoever we do, we do all to the glory of God. Let's stand. Samuel, yes. You know how we got there? We got there through Hebrews chapter 11. So we got into Hebrews chapter 11 and, and uh, Paul, I regard as the writer, but not everybody does. We're not told. But <clears throat> the writer says, Time would fail me to tell of. And so we went through each of those. And so that's how we got to, to Samuel. I was trying to think where we were that we got there. So we were in Hebrews that we got to Samuel. Um, thank you, brother. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, anybody have any, any thoughts or questions or comments? Remember, Brother Wiseman, certainly. Um, if you, if any of you would, would uh, he doesn't have um, an email address or, or he did have, but, but she was the one that, and he says she can't do that anymore. Um, but he doesn't have a phone that you can text. You actually have to call a landline that rings in his house. Um, not many of us have that anymore, but, but um, if you'd like to call him, you know, and encourage him, uh, tell him that you're praying for him. Uh, or if you even want to do something even older than that, Sister Shelby asked for his address, and she sent him, you know, a card. Um, we don't get many things in the mail anymore, do we? Like that handwritten notes from people. It's kind of unique, but um, I'd be glad to supply that to you. And I'm sure he would be glad to hear from you. Um, and if you wanted to prepare any meals or anything, I mean, y'all, you, you ladies can get together, you know, on that. Um, I know for our part, we just try to freeze it. But I'm I'm sure at the same time he'd probably be glad to receive something you know that's not frozen. So whatever the Lord impresses upon you to do, um, again we're serving the Lord and we want to please Him. I can I can do that. I can send that in the text. Give you his address. Give you his uh, phone number. Um, I th- you know she's back from from the nursing home. She may have to go back into one, but he said, I'm going to do everything. He said, if I have to crawl on my hands and knees, he said, I'm going to do everything to keep that from happening. You know, and that's precious in the Lord's sight, because what's he doing? He's serving the Lord. 
He's serving the Lord. So. Mm-mm. No, you can drive right. <laughs> I guess it did have it one time. Yeah. But um, that's not working. So you can drive right in. Um, yeah, his daughter's coming up some. His son's coming up some. He has some help from um, what the insurance is supplying as far as nurses are, are concerned. Um, and he's trying to figure all that out. His his daughter's having to help him, um, you know, navigate some of that. Because, believe me, I know, because I've, I've worked in insurance, and I used to sell health insurance, and I would be on the phone for my customers sometimes two and three hours on hold, on hold. And I just keep working. I just leave the speakerphone, you know, go until they pick up. Um, but it's it, it can be quite the task to get a hold of somebody and then find somebody that wants to help you. Um, but to get a live person anymore, you know what that's like. It takes a while. So he, she's been helping him, you know, with that. Um, he, he told me, he said, he said, don't, don't think badly of me when you come over. He said, the house isn't as tidy as it normally is. I said, brother, don't worry about it. You know, if we can do anything to help, you know, we'd be glad to. So um, do unto others, right? You know, as you would have them do unto you. And why are we doing that? We're serving the Lord. We're serving the Lord. Um, so, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and, and um, also return thanks for the meal that we're about to uh, share together for those that are able to stay. So, uh, Dad, would you... Would you pray for us?